This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com.
why, why do the other 91 colors when this is such a pretty color? Let's do it completely. I mean, obviously, Yoifi lies in interplay of different elements, and the sharper the contrast is, there's a sharper sense of Yoifi. We saw the, the extraordinary contrast between the reed when it's bowed down and it's almost flattened to when it snaps back and it's back to where it was. You have here an element of strength dressed as weakness. You see an awesome contrast between what seems to be and what really is. If you see, despite the contrast between the the feet, so to speak, of the corner when it's flattened by the wind, to what it looks like when it's snapped back, that contrast between being vanquished, being victor, come together as one shleimah you realize that they're all, it, it's two sides of the same victory. So you have a tremendous sense of beauty in this interplay between two such big contrasts. Um, um, no. so, so let's skip two or three lines. Come to the door a little bit. I think you have to take the bar down. No, it's fine. So just open the door. No, that's fine. Leave the, leave the bar where it is. Just pull the door open. Yeah, just, yeah, it'll go. Fine, okay. Okay, Omnam, he says. So, so one half of it is, the whole part of it is a certain element, which he'll explain a little bit better as he goes along, is the beauty of the contrast. Omnam, he says. There's one distinction between this beauty to any other beauty. You don't see it when it starts. For instance, the beauty of somebody conquering, guy, very strong, riding on the horse, coming with a spear, conquering, it, it's, it's a very beautiful sight as it goes along. You see the person riding in and quickly and strong and so on. In, in this area of hold that he's speaking about, you only see it when it's happened. You realize from the beginning that the retreat was just a way to draw the enemy in to, to vanquish him. So in the hold type of beauty, you see the whole picture. You see the beauty of it only after it's come snap back again. When a person sees the wind flatten out the reeds, he sees a lot of Weakness. All he sees is just a, 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 a flattened out field with a breeze. When he sees it snapping back, he realizes the strength of, of the kana that it's snapping back. So he says, Virak bavur has bavur hasar. When the storm goes by, nigla double mafreya. That's when you realize retroactively, that the moving. Can the, 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 the giving way contained in itself the, the snapping back. And the victory was really included in the giving in. The term describing this retroactive realization 
of what was there, that's called Hadar. And the truth is, I don't know if he says it here, but the word Hadar means back again. In the Gemara, Hadar, Hadar means to go back again, to redo again. Um, Hadar, the Gemara says Hadar means the second time around, uh, uh, you know, recycled again. That's what the word Hadar means. So the Hadar is when it's snapped back again. The word Hadar in the Gemara, everyone's familiar with Colossians, the word Hadar means Hadar means once again, the second time round. Hadar kavuvala this. The word Hadar means go back again, the second time round. So Hod and Hadar go together in the following way. Hod is the phase where, where something gives in, and at that, and, and, and at that point, we don't know whether it's weakness or strength or not. And then this Hadar is when it snaps back again and it, it, you realize that all along it was a play of hold, of, of giving way for it. Yes? Hadar over there means beauty. We'll see in a second. Um, we'll see in the different places we use that term. I'm not, I'm, I don't know where that term Hadar would fit in with this. I'm not sure. And um, he gives four examples, which he said before, where hold and Hadar use that context. I'm not sure. Hod is a beauty, but it's a beauty you can only realize at the end. Um, so without the Hadar, that Hod is not beauty in any sense. Somebody retreating without putting up an argument, when you see an army retreating, there's no beauty in it. When you see an army retreating, and then as the enemies come in, they surround them, and they, then, you, then the whole thing is seen as, 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 as a, a beautiful place. We're going to give four examples. We'll do three of them. Simply one of them goes off on a very relevant topic. But three places we're extremely, uh, where this shines out. The beauty and the hod and the hodder in the body and soul of somebody who's in, in, in a person. It that the purest Rashi is a Kirin Arpanim. By Moshe it says that his hold will be placed and, and HaKadosh Baruch will put his hold onto Moshe. The beauty. So Rashi says, what is hold? It means the shine on a person's face. Why is the, sh- the aura on a person's face called hold? Let me, let me explain it outside first, then we'll see it inside. The beauty of a person normally is the strength of the body. A person has strong arms, muscled, imperfect, muscle tone, and, and size and symmetry and so on. Those are the elements of beauty of, of, a, of a person's body. The one part of a person's body that seems to give way to something else is the face. In the sense that a face takes on the expression of the person that's thinking or talking or reacting, the face is sort of bending into something else. Uh, 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 the body is usually standing strong. I mean, there is some body language, but by and large, that's um, not as pronounced anywhere as the face. The face is not strong and stiff and, 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 un, and unpresenting. The face actually is bending the person's when a person's thinking, his brow is furrowed. When the person is smiling, 
he, his, his, his face changes, when the person cries, his face changes. There are always activities on the face where the face seems to give way. Um, he says, The place where you see the light of the neshama on the body, that becomes the hoide of the place where the guf seems to make way for the neshama is in this point. In the rest of the body, you don't see the neshama. The hands, the feet, the stomach, the back, they don't, you, there's, nothing, there's nothing that is coming out of it. The one place in a person where the seichel or the neshama seems to come out is on the face. Like the Pasuk says, a person's wisdom is, 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 illuminates a person's face. The nimtza, the lule upon him, had there not been a face, you'd never see the guf give way to the neshama except on the face. Since the skin is the most external part of the body, when the skin gives way to the neshama, so to speak, that is the strongest expression of the body bowing to the neshama. The shine on a person's face is called his hoid, because it's the place where the body softened and, and allowed the neshama, to, it became pliable for the neshama to express itself. And when you realize that this is not demeaning the body, but other, uh, 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 other, it is elevating the body, that the body shows the beauty of the neshama, it adds a certain gentleness and, and nobility and atzilus. And, and so when we speak of somebody as a hadras panim, we're talking about someone that is that has a, 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 a light. A, he, he has a certain elevation to himself, a certain expression of the shaman himself. If you take a look, it's extraordinary. Pictures that Goyim have, almost all of them have of heroes or people are usually emphasized the body. It's big, tall, rippling muscles, anything of that nature is, is, is very little of the face. Uh, Gedolim that you have, there's, there's very little of the body to, to photograph, the, it, 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 and it's usually a, a facial photograph that you try to capture a person in, in, a, in a moment of, of, of spirituality, of elevation, you'll focus on, on the head, so, so the face. The Hadras Panim, of a the hadras panim of a person is the height of, 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 of the kiran ur. The kiran ur means this is the place where a part of the body allow it became a tool for the neshama. It it, it bent to the neshama's express expressiveness. That becomes the hadar of the person. It says, "Hishtachavul Hashem be'alta Kodesh Baruch Hu be'hadras Kodesh," in an expression of hadras Kodesh. The kol kriyav hishtachavah shechtsin l'midas haydo. 
any time a person bows, he is self, it's a self-effacement of the ultimate. A person bows means he, he, he makes himself worthless. When a per- that's why we bow by Moedim. Anytime you say Moedim, it's an act of bowing. And on that it says about the Beit HaMikdash, Hishtachavu Lashem, Behadras Kodesh, and you assume the beauty of Kedushim. When a person realizes that in the act of negating himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is when he realizes himself, that's when the Hoyt of becomes Hadar. So the Ishtachavot HaKadosh Baruch Hu becomes the Hadras Kodesh. That's one. Two, the second one. Vav. Hoid Vadim Dais HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Where does HaKadosh Baruch Hu use Hod and Hadim? Mekoyrat Varim Bekitrig HaMalochim Bishas Matan Teirah. It says that the Malochim had a Tainus HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bishas Matan Teirah to no Hoid Chala Shemayim. Betzorch Biral Shedafkev Kitrig Zeh Kriya Teirah Shemayim. Why did they call Teirah Hoid? Omnom Heinin Advarim. This is exactly what the Malachim meant. This is a very beautiful Hezbo of his. It says clearly, the Malachim didn't care that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah to keep. So what? We have Tariq Mitzvahs to keep. That doesn't make the Torah less. The, the Tainan Malachim had is, I don't understand. Sanhedrin decides when Rosh Hashanah is, when Yom Kippur is. Sanhedrin votes on the Torah. And it's their mind that makes up that makes that makes Torah. So you have a, 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 a reality where Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Ki'ilu bowing down to this world, to Adam. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's waiting there. What Sanhedrin says? It looks as if there is a a giving in to Das Adam. That's why he was called Hoyt. When we realize that this so-called giving in of Hakadosh Baruch Hu produces a rebuy of when the world recognized, in other words, Akash Baruch said, okay, you guys decide when the Chodesh is, you guys decide what the Allah is, and that, which seems to be an acquiescing of Akash Baruch to Das Adam. But when they realize it, it becomes Kvayt Shemayim. Akash Baruch Hu's covet comes out from Kvayt Yisrael because they're carrying out Ratzon Hashem. Let's skip. The next one is a, a long one. It goes off on a tangent. Let's skip to Ches. Hoid v'hadna b'midaseh shaknesis Yisrael. Mikoyr ha'inyan hu Now he's speaking about where does... So we had Hoid v'hadna as relates to each individual person. That the midah of Hoid v'hadna when, when the, you know, the, 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 the panim and, and, and the shtachvah. Hoid v'hadna v'akadish baruch who was giving Torah to Paiso. We're skipping the one where he speaks about Torah, and now we meet the search of Nesses Yisrael. Mekoyra inyan hu bezesh b'aftera s'chanek nemri anevua shal v'nilvu goyim rab melashem. 
that that Akharish Baruchu we find in today's after we said the Nuvu Goyim Ramashem that a lot of Goyim will come to Akharish Baruchu. A lot of Umis will recognize. Why is this mentioned in our prayer? This is the place where we see Hod and Hodder in the Midas of Yisrael. It says the only language you're allowed to write Torah besides Hebrew is Greek. Shinema says Yafasal Kim Yafasim the Gemara Megillah, so it's a Mishnah and a Gemara. Yaf Yafiso Shall Yafba Olishim. Hetak Sivas Sifra Khajashivanit wa Hidashakmasra. In a certain sense, this was where Khal Yisrael came into the Goyim. Because translating the Torah into Greek was a statement that the major language was Greek. I mean, when we actually did it by Talmud by in the, the Septuagintus, it, it was an act of the weakness of Kalal for two reasons. First of all, Kalal Yisrael was forced to do it. It wasn't that they really wanted to translate the Greek. Secondly, the reason for doing it is because the common culture, the, the dominant culture and language was not Hebrew, was not Kalal Yisrael, was Yivanis. And doing it was sort of an act of humbling the Torah. It was putting it into the common language, the important language, and so on. So the act of translating, um, the act of translating Kisvei HaKadosh into Yevonis was an act of hod of Kal Yisrael. However, it seems as if we're bending ourselves for Yevon. Avol, he says, since they always come together, and wherever wherever Kedusha bends, bows its head, it's only waiting to snap back. In other words, it says in, in let me just explain one drop. It says in the Sefer Kabbalah, it says that the reason why Kalaisel went to Golis, or one of the reasons, was take Inyanim of Kedusha that's out into the world and bring him to Klai Yisrael. The contact of Klai Yisrael with the world around it produced an effect of bringing in those elements of beauty, good, Kedusha that's in the world, they were drawn to Klai Yisrael. It says in one place, the Geirim, the, the Geirim that are brought into Klai Yisrael, it means the Neshamas that were touched by people in Klai Yisrael were affected and brought into Klai Yisrael. So the act of Klai Yisrael becoming absorbed in the culture of the world, step one is an act of acquiescence. But the hashkacha is that the end of it is that people who did have the contact with Kaisal and had it in them, they were drawn. So we learn in after of today, Vinilvil of Goyim Rabim, that the result of our meeting with Yovan is that at some point, Umas Ayolam will latch on to Kaisal. So those were four areas. Now he's going to explain it in now he's going to finish up, he's going to wrap it up in terms of Hanukkah. Um, ikivan shen izbar lan ritzifusam shal hoit v'hada ba'aba marcha yisbechum ha-kdusha. We saw four areas in Kedusha. Nechoinim anu litvais es ha'ima shal ha-sakona ha-kruchu v'atvizu v'atvizu So there's a real, Midas ha-hod is a very delicate midah that has in itself a tremendous potential, I don't know if it's not misuse, but for falling apart. Sharei says, kol ha-tzchatzitza daka 
Anytime you separate hold from hoda, it makes hold, it, it isolates hold. When hold is isolated, to witness just the giving in without witnessing the snapping back is to see something very ugly, to see something very, very humiliating. And giving in is, is means defeat. That the hoid and hodder is only to Yavan. Yavan was the nation we acquiesced to, we translated into, in, into that and so on. Mimele says, Dafka in that interaction between Yovan and Klayasol, you have the risk where Hoden Hoda will fall apart. And then you'll be left instead of a victory with, with, with being vanquished, with defeat. This is what the Neil saw when he described Golos Yovan. From his prophecy, we learn the, 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 the depth of that Golos was that Hoid would split apart from Hoid. That's why when he looked at it and he saw the Sarshal Yovan and he saw us being absorbed by Yovan and didn't see anything of that, he said, My hoid fell apart. My hoid became Ashkasa. Because that hoid that has no hodder is, is, is ugliness, it's, 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 it's defeat. So when he saw the Sarshal Yovan without seeing the end of it, so he exclaimed, Hoidi my beauty became distorted, destroyed. The Hainu, the the beauty of flexibility, <coughs> became my destruction. Since he did not see yet the light of that Hada. Valkane, Gamkane, Bipurim, Bipurkan Yavan, Pirushahu Shivas the, the Geulus Yovan is where the Hoid snaps back. And that's why Yuchashmanoyim was described as a family of Hodder that they snapped it back. The one who, who um, got rid of, of, of our oppressor is Hadar Malchus has in himself the Hadar of Malchus. In other words, this was the meat of Hadar. Th this is the shtickle that he has here. It, it is going, just to elaborate a drop, and the Goyen actually says it in a certain place. Um, it, it, it says, Who is as dumb, dumb in the sense, not speaking, as you are, Kajpoko He hears his, Akash Prabhu hears his, um, his, um, people 
insulting Akash Baruch and so on, and he doesn't reply. So, so that's a certain gvur of Akash Baruch. What does it mean? Does it mean so? What's the end that Akash Baruch can hold in? He's patient. I mean, where's the end of that Hanhaven? Where's the end of Micha Meicha Be'elam? Elam means strong people. The Teretz is. Let's take something again. This is something that 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 that, that you can look. You had the uh, communism, which declared a very haughty way that let's sin, let's die in, and all that exists is man. Collectively, that's it. There's no God. Had some outside force intervened, we still wouldn't be convinced that communism was bad. It would have just said, Akash Baruch got sort of upset, and he, you know, he hailed hailstones on them, or flooded them, or did something wrong with them. Fine. A victory in that case is not a complete victory. It's, it, it's, it's a victory, but communism was an idea. People had the guts to stand up. Maybe God is very strong, but he's got short temper, and it's kind of sensitive, so he did them in. I mean, that's, that's bad. But what we saw was that it, 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 it was given all the rope in the world, and, and, and it hung itself dead. It, 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 it went and went and went until it disintegrated. There is no bigger victory than when something collapses of its own. When, when you argue with somebody and you keep hacking him point after point, you might get some points, he might get some points. When you let somebody talk long enough so that he contradicts himself, and, and in his own statements he's undone himself, then you've really won. That's the best, I mean, the best thing, the best mode with a person in, a, in, in such a situation is to be sympathetic enough so that the person talks too much and, and hangs himself. That's really the best way to do it. The hodom is, the midah of Aizdav is, and, and it's a deeper midah than Netzach. Netzach is where Kodesh Baruch Hu shows his strength. And fine, that's, that's a show of strength. Hodah is where Kodesh Baruch Hu seems to give in, and, 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 and yet that takes over. And the, 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 and the truth is, when, when a person looks for Hashkacha, uh, especially in the last, Yovan, we spoke about it when we spoke about the Nasiba. The Nisim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are divided into two broad categories. A, all of the Nisim of Tulchanika, which were basically straightforward Nisim of an omnipotent God standing out, <coughs> destroying, getting rid of his enemies, Zel, fine. Th that shows there is a God, he's all-powerful, all-knowing, and strong, and fine. That's, that's one thing. But if now HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the last 2,000 years has been quiet in, a, in, a, in an overway, and the world is going its own way, and every Malchus claims its own Malchus and so on. When it all comes to an end, there's going to be a Gilulu Mafreya that this whole Tkufa was just leading on to something. The the the, the that will be Nizgala is the Hoid is 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 becoming is, is the, the Tkufa Dan Hagakashbach, this Tkufa is Hoid, not Netzach. It's split. Tkufa A was when things were open, which lasted through Bayes Rishon, where there was a, a certain openness of Hashkacha, Nisim, Nevoa, that was all open. That's called Midas Netzach. And that sort of is meant to show all those things are Kachbarku, the strength, his, his Hashkacha, and so on. Now there's a Mid of Hod where Akachbarku tends to be silent, tends to acquiesce, tends to give in, and yet, the, 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 I mean, 
again, something, let's take something now that we live through. Nobody, I mean, nobody, I mean, believed that there could be a Holocaust. And, you know, the little threads of Nisim and the flaws in the Holocaust, each one in itself is a true Ashkacha. But it doesn't add up to a general picture. But 50 years later, Kalalia's role, in a lot of ways, is, is extraordinarily bigger and stronger than it was, is, is, is an extraordinary example and outside that we can relate to to Hoyt and Hader. It's not complete yet, there's a lot missing, but the Metzias of where, after all guys have suffered, they went through an awesome destruction, and 50 years later, there, there is a, 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 an awesomeness and everything, is a meter of Hoyt and Hader. That is that is the midah of Hashem. Hanukkah is connected Hoyt because it's the nace that was performed past the time of Giluyim. There's no more nisim. There's no more nevuah. There's no more beis hamikdash. Really, I mean, there is a beis hamikdash, but it's got none of the trappings of beis hamikdash. And 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 that is and, and that is the hanhaga that's going to serve us through the goals. It, it's basically hold. Occasionally, we catch glimpses of the hadar, and and that's. The also what to eat, by the way. That's the hudder for the whole holiday. That for, for all the suffering, so we, we'll be soon. I don't understand. Yes. Why, why?